Hello. You're listening to the Brothers on Air podcast. Welcome to the 13th episode of the Brothers on Air podcast, dedicated to bringing you classic radio shows as performed by the youth of the 21st century. This podcast is created by the students of CBHS and is run by John Smiley. It stars the talent of CBHS theater and is directed, produced, and edited by those students. All material is used for educational purposes and is not for profit. This week, we take you to the year 1888. Sherlock Holmes, A Scandal in Bohemia, was first aired December 10, 1945. I'm this week's director, Jeb Ryan, and here is the cast. Uh, Chayton Parker as Watson. Mason Graves as Sherlock Holmes. Michael Marking as King of Bohemia. Conrad Armstrong as the bartender. Peter Bowen as cabman number one. Lawson Bond as Norton. Katie Cotton as Irene. Myself as the coachman. Dan McCarthy as cabman number two. Jack Steinreed as Alfie. Dinah Pat as Hattie and Maid. Eric Yates as Pat. Hampton Bernard as Ernie. And David Rizura as Bert. I hope you enjoy. Marriage suits you, Watson. You look in splendid shape. Yes, Holmes. I'm feeling very well, thanks. And in practice again, I see. You didn't tell me you'd gone back into a harness. Oh? How do you know? Oh, elementary, my dear chap. You see, if a gentleman walks into my room spelling of audio form, with a black mark of nitrate silver on his right forefinger, and a bulge on the left side of his hat to show where he secreted his stethoscope. I should be dull indeed if I didn't pronounce him to be an active member of the medical profession. Same as ever, Holmes. By the way, I'm, uh, I'm not interrupting you, am I? Yes, you are, old fellow. But it's a most welcome interruption. You're working on a new case. It looks like it. This letter arrived at the last post today. It's undated, and has neither signature nor address. Read it. Uh, let's have a look. They will call upon you tonight, at a quarter to eight o'clock, a gentleman who desires to consult you upon a matter of the very deepest moment. Your recent services to one of the royal houses of Europe have shown that you are one who may be safely be trusted. This account of you from all quarters received. <laughs> be in your chamber then, at that hour, and do not take it amiss if your visitor wears a mask. Great Scott! It all sounds very mysterious. What do you imagine it means? Look carefully at the note, Watson. What do you deduce from it? Oh, let's see. Well, the man who wrote it was presumably well-to-do. Such a paper couldn't be bought for under half a crown a packet, and it's peculiarly strong and stiff. Peculiar. That's the very word. It's not an English paper at all. Ho hold it to the light. Do you notice anything? Yes. There's a large E with a small G. Uh-huh. 
and a large G with a small T woven into the texture of the paper. And what does that suggest to you? The name of the maker, no doubt. Or perhaps his monogram? Not at all, my dear fellow. You see, the G with the small T stands for Gestellschaft, which is a German word for company. And the E-G? Well, that sounds for Igria. Igra? It's a German-speaking country in Bohemia, not far from Carlsbad. So the paper was made in Bohemia? Oh, undoubtedly. And the man who wrote the paper is German. How do you know that? Well, see, observe the curious construction of the sentence. This account of you we have from all quarters received. A Frenchman or a Russian could not have written that. It's the German who is so discourteous with his verbs. There's your client now. I better go, Holmes. No. No, 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 no. Unless you have to. Well, I could stay. I thought perhaps that... Then, my dear chap, stay by all means. I'm lost without my Boswell, and this promises to be interesting. I told Miss Hudson to let the master visitor come upstairs unannounced. Oh, come in. Good evening, good sir. You've, uh... You've received my note? Yes, indeed. Come in, won't you, and sit down. This is my friend and colleague, Dr. Watson. You may say anything before him that you may say to me. Whom have I the honor to address? You may address me as, uh, Count von Kram. How do you do, sir? You must excuse this masks that I wear. The august person who employs me wishes his agent to be unknown to you. And I may confess at once that the title by which I have just called myself is not exactly my own. I was well aware of that fact, sir. You see, Mr. Holmes, the matter I am about to discuss implicates the great house of Ormstein, hereditary kings of Bohemia. That has not escaped me either, sir. In fact, if you will state your case, I shall be better able to advise you, your majesty. How? How did you... Yes, yes, I am the king. Why should I attempt to conceal it? Huh. Why indeed? I shall remove the mask. There, Mr. Holmes. I have traveled incognito from Prague for the express purpose of consulting you. Then pray consult! Briefly, the facts are these. Some five years ago, during a visit to Warsaw, I made the acquaintance of the well-known adventuress Irene Adler. Irene Adler? We know of her, your majesty. Look her up in the index for me, will you, Watson? It's right behind you on the desk there. I imagine that her name would not be unfamiliar to you. Here we are, here we are. A. Abrahams, Acton Green, Adler. Adler! Splendid. Hand me the file, old chap. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Irene Adler. 
born in New Jersey in the United States of America in 1858. Gantraldo. Ha <laughs> ha. Imperial Opera of Warsaw. Oh. Retired from operatic stage. Living in London. Quite so. And here's a recent notation. Uh-huh. Her Majesty, as I understand, became entangled with this young person, wrote her some compromising letters, and now desirous of getting those letters back. Precisely so. But how could... Is there a secret marriage? None. No legal papers or certificates? Uh, no. And I fail to follow, Your Majesty. If this young lady should produce her letters for blackmailing purposes, how is she to prove their authenticity? There is the handwriting. That could be a forgery, Your Majesty. But it was private notepaper. Stolen. My own seal. Imitated. My photograph. Bought. But we were both in the photograph. Oh, dear me. Yes, that's very bad. Your Majesty has indeed committed an indiscretion. Did you inscribe this photograph, Your Majesty? Yes, Dr. Watson. I'm afraid I did. Good gracious me. Mr. Holmes, it must be recovered. Perhaps if you were to pay enough, the photograph could be bought. She refuses to sell. Stolen, then? Five attempts have been made. Twice, burglars in my pay ransacked her house. Once, we diverted her luggage when she traveled. Twice, she has been waylaid. There has been no result. Oh dear. That's quite the pretty little problem. It is a deadly serious one to me. Your Majesty, why does Miss Adler intend to do with the photograph? To ruin me. How, sir? Well, I am about to be married to the second daughter of the King of Scandinavia. She is the very soul of delicacy. A shadow of a doubt as to my conduct would bring the matter to an end. And Irene Adler threatens to send the photograph to your fiancé, I suppose? Yes. And she will do it. Rather than let me marry another woman. There are no links to which she would not go. None. Are you sure that she already hasn't sent it, Your Majesty? I am sure. And why? She said she would send it on the day of my betrothal that's publicly announced. That day will be next Monday. Splendid. Then we shall still have three days. Your Majesty will, of course, stay in London for the present. Yes, certainly. You will find me at the Langham Hotel, registered as Count von Kram. Just two questions before you leave. What are they? Is the photograph large or small? Quite large. And it was in a heavy frame. I see. And what is Irene Nadler's London address, please? Brioni Lodge, 17th Avenue, St. John's Wood. Thank you, Your Majesty. Good night, and I trust that we shall soon have some good news for you. I am placing all my hopes in you, Mr. Holmes. Good night. Good night, Dr. Watson. Good night, Your Majesty. Fascinating problem, Holmes. I, I wish I could help you with it. You can, my dear chap. I shall be glad of your company. What's our first move, Holmes? A good night's rest. We meet here at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. And then? Well then, my dear fellow,
We will see what we can find out about Miss Irene Adler, late of the Warsaw Imperial Opera Company, and present residing at Burgundy Lodge, Serpentine Avenue, St. John's Wood. Well, Holmes, I guess the examination of Briony Bridge didn't prove very illuminating. No. This is our residence that represents the essence of dignified suburbia, but tells us very little about the owner. I think a visit to the local public house might prove more instructive. Come on, old chap. I see the door of the coach and horses inviting us from across the road. Well, our disguises shouldn't cause any suspicion. That's why I suggested them. In the character of a couple of stable hands. I felt we might inspire confidence. This is a horsey neighborhood. And there's a wonderful sympathy and Freemasonry among the fraternity. Here we are. Better let me do most of the talking. Yes, I will. I'm sure that your accent will be more convincing than mine. Let's go in, shall we? Well, what'll it be, mateys? Half a bottle more, please. How about you, Charlie? I'll have the same. Alright, two half bold and mild. Here we are, mateys. Here, that'll be a dinner. Have a drink with us, Governor. Don't mind if I do. I'll have a Guinness. You blokes new around here? Oh, yes. We just came over from Cotman. Clapham, eh? Well, he's looking at you. Hunting for jobs? Yeah, that's right. I was told Miss Idler across from Brigandine Lodge needs a new coachman and groom. Well, it's the first I've ever heard of it, but it might be true. You ever been over there to ask? No, not yet. We thought we'd find out something first about the old girl. <laughs> she ain't no old girl, matey. She's the prettiest young thing you ever saw under a bonnet, and that's a fact. You know her, Governor? Yeah, of course I know her. Used to drive a carriage I did, before I come to work here. Oh, what's she like? As nice little lady as you'll find, chum. Work you hard? No, no, no. She lives quiet like. Goes out singing at concerts once in a while, rest of the time it's money for gin. She goes out for a drive in the park every day at 5, comes back to dinner at 6.30, rest of the time of your own. Hey, she ain't married, you say? Oh, no. She's got a bloke who comes to see her all the time. He's a barrister, nice gentleman. Mr. Jeffrey Norton is his name. Good looking fella, wouldn't be surprised to see him get spliced. Sounds like a nice crushy job to me. Come on, Charlie. Let's get over to the house and see what's what. Much obliged to you, chump. Good luck, mateys. Good night. Thanks for the Guinness. What's our next move, Holmes? Let's roll back to Burgundy Lodge, shall we? I've undecided whether to continue my investigation there to try and find out something about Mr. Jeffrey Norton, the barrister. If he is just her lawyer and nothing else, it's much more likely that she's entrusted the photograph to his safekeeping. Hello. There's a cab waiting outside Miss Adler's house. Oh, Harry Watson. It may be Mr. Norton. Here we are at the gate. Yes. And here comes a man hurrying down the pathway. 
Quick, behind the post. Listen. Where to now, Mr. Norton? Drive like the devil. First to Gross and Hankey's in Regent Street, and then to the Church of St. Monica in the Edgware Road. Half a sovereign if you do it in 20 minutes. Right you are, Mr. Norton. Hop in. Try and find a signal cable, Watson. We must follow him. Here comes one. No, no, it isn't. It's a private carriage. Miss Atlas, no doubt. Here she comes down the pathway. Back again behind the post. Watson! Where to, Miss Adler? The Church of St. Monica, John, and half a sovereign if you reach it in 20 minutes. The game's afoot. Quick, we must get to the cab and follow them. Here comes a handsome. Cabbie! Hey, hey, cabbie! Have you blokes got enough money to take a cab? There's half a sovereign for you, my man. Right you are. Where to, Governor? The Church of St. Monica in Elgeware Road. Another half-sovereign for you if you get us there in 20 minutes. Watson! Watson, have they left? Yes, in separate cabs. I overheard him say that he was going back to his office. And she said I shall drive out to the park at five o'clock, as usual. Oh, splendid. Then come on, we can return to Baker Street. What happened inside the church, Holmes? They were married! Married? Of course. The ceremony would not have been illegal if performed at the noon. That accounted for the wild dash to the church. Jump into the cab, old fellow. Where to now, Governor? 221B Baker Street. Oh, so they got married, eh? Yes, and it may amuse you to know that I acted as a witness to the ceremony. You did? But how did that happen? <laughs> Their own witness had failed to appear, and I was dragged into the breach. The bride gave me this sovereign as a memento. And, uh, I think I'll wear it on my watch chain in memory of the occasion. What an amazing situation. Things begin to look better for the king, don't they? Now that she's Mrs. Norton, the chances are that she won't want to expose Miss At His Majesty after all. I sure hope so, Watson. I hope so. But we can't afford to take any chances. I think the time is ripe for us to come to a closer grips with the lady. Well, Holmes, now that we've eaten, perhaps you'll tell me your plan. With pleasure, my dear fellow. And while I'm doing so, I'll proceed with applying the makeup for my new disguise. Another disguise? What's it to be this time? I think the character and apparent of an amiable, simple-minded, non-conformist clergyman would be the most suited my plan for entering Miss Adler's house. You're going to try and enter, then? I must, my dear fellow. I'm sure the photograph is there. Miss Adler, or rather Miss Norton will return from a drive in the park at 6.30. We must be at Brigandy Lodge to meet her. And what then? You must leave that to me. I've already made my arrangements. There is only one point on which I must insist. You must not interfere, Watson. Come what may. Do you understand? 
I'm to remain neutral. Yes. And there will be some small unpleasantness. Don't join in. Flynn and my being conveyed into the house. As soon as I'm able to, I shall open one of the windows. You are to watch from outside. When I raise my hand, you will throw an object that I shall give you through the window and at the same time cry fire. You follow me? Entirely, but what am I to throw? Oh, it's nothing very formidable. Here it is. Huh. Looks like a great big cigar. What is it? An ordinary plumber's smoke rocket, fitted with a cap at either end to make it self-lighting. Your task is confined to throwing it through the window. When you raise the cry of fire, it will be taken up by a quite number of people. They may then walk to the end of the street and I'll rejoin you in ten minutes. I hope I've made myself clear. Perfectly. Good. And now, old fellow, as soon as I've donned my clerical attire, let's be on our way. There's no time to be lost. It's nearly 6.30, Holmes. We've been pacing up and down in front of our house for half an hour now. Oh, if she does come back. I'm sure she will. There seem to be a lot of loafers hanging around her gate. All part of my conspiracy, old chap. You'll see them play their parts in a few minutes. You still think the photograph is inside the house? Yes. It's most unlikely that she carries it around with her. Remember the king told us it was a large framed photo. And also remember that she planned to use it within a few days. It must be where she can lay her hands on it. It must be inside the house. But her house has been burgled. Twice. Oh, psh. They didn't know where to look. How will you look? I won't. I'll get her to show me. Oh, she'll refuse. She won't be able to. Shh. Here comes the carriage now. Remember, Watson. Carry out my orders, said the leather. You can trust me. Good luck. Blimey, here comes the Duchess of Tiddlywinks. <laughs> Let's put out a carpet. She might get her tootsies wet. Ah, oh, put a sock on it, Alfie. Leave him alone. She's no better than she ought to be. Please, please, let me through. I live here. Well, ain't that nice. We'll all come in and have a cup of cocoa. Move out of the way, please. And let the lady through. Mind your own business. Just because your collars turn the wrong way round, you can't spoil our fun. That's right, Attie. Keep your nose out of it, parson. Stop shoving, will ya? Please, please don't fight about it. Oh, I'll tell you what. Stop molesting the lady. Please. Do ya? Then how would you like a biff on the nose, Mr. Clergyman? Oh! Oh, he hit the poor man. And then he ran away, the coward. Is the clergyman badly hurt? He hit his head, Mom, and he fell. If you ask me, he's hurt bad. He's bleeding something terrible. Can we bring him in, Mom? He can't lie here in the street. Oh, why, of course. Bring him in. Right you are, Mom. Here, Bert. Righto. Give us a hand. Coo. Poor fella. Did you see what happened to him, mister? Yes, I saw my good woman. A very convincing demonstration. 
What you mean? Weren't you paid by a certain gentleman for this performance? Oh, you know about it too. You must be a friend of Mr. Sherlock Holmes. Yes, I am. A nice gentleman. He give us five bob apiece for tonight's work. We ain't through yet, though. We gotta start yelling fire when somebody tells us. I'm that somebody, my dear lady. There's Mr. Holmes now. He's inside the house. Yes, he's opening a window. Now he's raising his hand. That's my signal. Now to throw the rocket. Uh, there we are. Fire! Holmes, there you are. You, you have the photograph. No, but I know where it is. She showed me as I thought she would. Well, I'm still in the dark. There is no mystery, old chap. When my accomplices started a row in the street, I had a little moist red paint in my hand. A good friend Alfie pretended to strike me. I clapped my hand to my head and fell down. It's an old trick. Yes, I understand that, but how did throwing my rocket help you? It was all important, my dear fellow. When a woman thinks her house is on fire, her instinct is at once to rush to the thing that she values most. A married woman grabs her baby. An unmarried one reaches for her jewel box. In this case, it was a photograph. Where was it? In a recess in the living room, just above the right-hand bell pull. I caught a glimpse of it as she drew it out. When I made it known that the fire was a false alarm, she replaced the photograph. As soon as I was able to, I advised her that I was feeling well enough to leave. You didn't take the photograph, then? No, I felt over precipitance at the stage, my true and everything. What do we do now? We drive to the Langdon Hotel and inform His Majesty of what has happened. Then return with him here. After that, my dear chap, the case will be ended. This is Brioni Lodge, Your Majesty. I am all impatience. You are certain the photograph will still be there, Mr. Holmes? I have every reason to believe you, Your Majesty. I must confess, this is going to be something of an ordeal. Then I suggest that you let me do the talking, Your Majesty. Or I think I know how to handle the lady. Mr. Sherlock Holmes, I believe. Yes, I, I am Mr. Holmes. How, how do you know? My mistress told me you would be likely to call. She's left for the continent with her husband. You mean she's left England? Never to return. Since the papers and the photograph? Oh, all is lost. We'll soon see. Follow me. This was the bell rope. Sliding panel behind it. Uh-huh. Here it is. Is... Is the photograph there, Mr. Holmes? There is a photograph, Your Majesty, but it's, um... A photograph of the lady alone. Here's a letter. It's addressed to me. What does it say, Holmes? <clears throat> My dear Mr. Sherlock Holmes. You did it very well. Until after the fire alarm, I had no suspicion. 
But then when I realized how I had betrayed myself, I began to think. If I had been warned that if the king employed an agent, that he would certainly employ you. May I congratulate you on your disguise as a dear old clergyman. Great Scott! She was much more clever than you thought, Holmes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. What else does it say? My husband and I both thought that it was the best recourse was flight, so you will find the nest empty. As to the photograph of the king and myself, the majesty may rest in peace. Oh, thank goodness for that. I love and I am loved by a better man than he. I leave another photograph, however, that he may care to possess, and I remain dear, Mr. Sherlock Holmes, very truly yours, Irene Norton, Neatla. What a woman! Watson, what a woman! What a magnificent woman! She fooled me completely. But, oh, I'm sorry, Your Majesty. I've been unable to bring your business to a more successful conclusion. On the contrary, my dear sir, nothing could be more successful. I know that Irene's word is inviolate. The incriminating photograph is now as safe as if it were in the fire. Well, I'm glad to hear Your Majesty say so. I am immensely indebted to you. Pray tell me in what way I can afford you. Uh, this, this beryl ring that I wear, I, I should be proud to. Your Majesty has something that I should value even more highly. You have but to name it. This photograph, sir. Irene's photograph? But certainly, however, you must let me give you something more substantial. No, 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 Your Majesty. This is something I shall treasure all my life. This and a golden sovereign I received from the lady's hand. They will remind me that I was once tricked by a woman. A woman that I shall never forget. Well, I hope you enjoyed. This has been Sherlock Holmes, A Scandal in Bohemia. With the cast of Chayton Parker, Mason Graves, Michael Marking, Conrad Armstrong. Peter Bowen, Lawson Pond, Katie Cotton, Jeb Bryan, Gabe McCarthy, Jack Steinry, Eric Gates, Dinah Pat, Hampton Bernard, and David Rosura. This was edited by David Rosura and directed by me, Jeb Bryan. <laughs>